Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. back to recording the things we say again. Here we are. I'm Nate. I'm Sheldon. And we are here. And better than ever. <laughs> Apparently well, there's more of you listening now than at any point in the show. So yes, we're excited about that. Which is a good thing, I guess. Because yeah. again, that's the point. Just this <laughs> week we had a day where almost as many of you listened in one day as did in the entire month of June. So that's pretty awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I'm I'm going to have a confession right now that I am a little bit cranky because right before we started to record, I had a great did you know, and it totally went out of my head, and I cannot think of what it was to save my life. Cannot at all. So because of that, I'm going to have to default to Sheldon, or defer, not default, because default implies that, no, anyway, defer to Sheldon yeah. and, and let him let him give us give us. Yeah, one. there we go. <laughs> um, I had one earlier today that um, went clean out of my head. I need to start writing these down when they come to me. I mean, I have this notes app in my phone. I just I know I never use I it. I don't either. know why you no. don't use it at all, or or voice memos or any of that. Yeah, I don't know. Rely on this memory, thinking that it's going to come through I for know. me, and it doesn't. I like to write on paper. I like to make use of the trees that have already died in service to my ability to write. <laughs> <laughs> Make make their death worth something. So one thing uh, <laughs> that I was going to do, I wasn't going to do this one, but we got to talking about it a little bit. Um, the one passage in the Bible that always confused me is when Peter showed up at the door after he got released from prison and he made it through the town. He makes it to the door where all the church was praying for him. He shows up, he knocks on the door and they won't let him in, and, and they tell the girl that says, Peter's at the door. They're like, no, it's just his angel. That always that dismissive, no, it's just his angel standing there knocking at the door. Yeah. It was always really odd to me. It's not anything anybody would say today. And I'm yeah. like, why is that? Turns out that, did you know, in the early church, they thought that your guardian angel actually looked like you. Yeah. And they thought that he had been killed earlier in the day probably in prison and they thought he was had had been killed in prison rather than publicly and right. he was just dead. Right. And there was no way he was getting out of the Roman garrison. He was dead. Right. You know, whether they killed him yet or not, they didn't know. Here he is standing at the door. It's got to be something that looks like him. Ergo, yeah, I, it's his angel. I had forgotten about that because you, you pitched this to me just a little bit and I made a statement, but I was wrong because I had forgotten about that. And I, I need to go back and do a word study on if it meant the same thing when they were using what, what's been translated the word angel there. Yeah, I, need, I, I, I go did back an and exegetical paper on that <laughs> passage. So oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> I've done exegetical papers on zero other passages, <laughs> so it's the one thing I do know about. <laughs> yeah, and that's another did you know. Sheldon and I are both at different stages of... Ministry school right oh, now, boy. and yeah. uh, 
I'm I'm almost done. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll probably be done within this year. No, I will be done within this year. And uh, and he's not as far. Basically, just starting. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that's been an interesting journey to be on together for sure, especially <laughs> being being further ahead of him as I am. Uh, anyway, that's a whole other thing. But that's why he's referring to writing an exegetical paper <laughs> because that's something you have to do quite a bit. In this. It's not a word I knew how to use in a sentence before <laughs> school either. So the there more we go. you know. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. All right. Speaking of words I don't normally use in a sentence. Here we go. You saw the title of this podcast yes. before you clicked on it. Yes. We're going to be talking about cursing and bad words. Yes. And and as far as I know, um, this this uh, podcast was, this episode was intended to not be rated mature. So right. if we can manage to keep ourselves We're gonna together. We're going to keep it that way. <laughs> We're going to keep it that way. Although, have you done that thing where it's like, um, you say, you say like, boast. 20 times and it says what do you put in a toast and then you sit, have the person say what do you put in a toaster and they say boast toast you do put toast in a toaster no you get toast out of a toaster what you put in is bread oh right that one but i said right boast too many times so the first thing in my head was toast <coughs> and in front of me i have a whole list of swear words a big list. <laughs> it, it's really hard to come up with the yeah. actual you list. You actually have a couple lists of, of I swear do. words. Yes. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be prepared. Yeah, it's like the one thing I, I prepared. This kind of stemmed from a conversation we had quite a while ago where we were talking about like who decided that certain words were okay and not okay and really what, what has dictated As those I heard things. Joe Rogan say it one time, because... My face made these sounds. Yeah. That's bad. And it really is an <laughs> oddity. I mean, when you really think about it, and I mean, I, I understand it more in, in sense of the, like, the profane in, in, in the true sense oh, where, yeah. where you're, you're talking about, not even in Christianity, but when you're like a, a, some sacred deity that you're not to profane, you're not to use their name lightly, you're not to, I mean, obviously in Judaism, uh, you know, Mosaic Judaism, you weren't even allowed to speak uh, the name Yahweh, and obviously that's different now. <coughs> but um, it's it's just interesting to me how that has turned into things that are perceived as offensive are suddenly yep. the things that are now looked at as, as profane or profanity. So I was reading kind of a study on this, and one of the things that was said that it's not always easy to distinguish mild profanities from slang. Yeah. Like the milder they are, the closer they are to your everyday language. And all of us have a line. That's one thing that I want to get into a little bit. You all have a line somewhere between like common vernacular, slang, and mild profanities, and like mild blasphemies. Like, yeah. I wasn't allowed to say the word gosh growing yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Because it was akin to using the name of God in right, vain. Right, And anyway, this study was saying it's not always easy to distinguish. It's particularly hard to differentiate between mild swearing and slang when slang is used in an abusive context. So one, one slang term that you could use one way, and it would mean nothing, but if you use it in an abusive context, like an invective, then, then it changes it. Yeah. And the language of swearing, though the three may overlap or coincide, obscenity 
usually involves an expression of indecent sexuality. So like dirty or rude words is obscenity. Blasphemy shows contempt or lack of reverence specifically towards God or gods. Yeah. And profanity has a profanity has a wider range, which includes irrelevant reference to holy things. Irre, yeah. Irrelevant reference to holy things or people. Um, yeah. Swearing is often a general label for all kinds of foul mouth language, whatever its purpose. So if you're talking about swearing, that's pretty much the whole basket. If you're talking about uh, <coughs> obscenity. It's usually like bodily, bodily fun- functions or sexuality. Right, right. And then like, yeah, blasphemy, which would be using. Yeah. Profanity, I guess, is like you're taking something holy and breaking it down. Right. Right. Where was that? I had a list here somewhere. Oh, there Sheldon, was, I had a list of like, lists. I had a list of like five words that were the the profane or uh, the blasphemy words. So it was like anything that had to do. That's not in here, but anything that had to do with things that were holy. Yeah, I think it was just like well, the name of God, the name of Jesus. I'm just, I'm really the word hell. I really don't know like, how. I don't know how we're gonna be able to do this in an audio <laughs> format. This is. This is tough. Uh, this is really tough. Um, but I think a lot of people, when they think of swearing, they think of like the dirty seven words that you're not allowed to say right. on broadcast radio. But what I wanted to start this conversation off with is kind of getting like the breadth of what we're talking about. When you talk about swearing, that's everything from like, I don't know, something more mild like the word crap. Yeah. All the way up to like the big seven the big, that you're not ones. allowed to yeah. say. And it's like, and then you have the ones that it's okay for English speakers in the U.S. to say, but not at all okay right. to say in Britain. Like, and I'm, like the I'm word, looking, like the word bollocks, means nothing here. Yes, I'm looking at nothing at all. A list of words that is longer than the alphabet, but I mean, A has a couple words, B has a couple words, C has a couple words, D has a couple words. We skip E for some reason. Well, F has thing, a lot. <laughs> the you thing know, that's funny about this is like, G H. There are actually J, places. There are places in the world that have names that are swear words in English and aren't in whatever that native tongue is. Oh, yeah. Like, there are a lot of... I, I used to have a list of, of you know, random, random cities in Europe that were named various things that sound horrible in English, but aren't anything there. So there is a town. I was watching the grand tour. Oddly enough, it's a, it's a British yeah, car show yeah, yeah. and they start in a town in Germany. That is the F word. Yeah. And I'm like, I N G it's like right there. Yeah. And I'm like, effing Germany is literally I'm what like, it is. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That can't be a real place. But it is. It is. But it is. And oddly enough, I think the root of that word is Germanic. Lancaster, Lancaster, Pennsylvania has a few of these double entendre names. Like they didn't start off as bad, but like, like intercourse, 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 or that there's a road between intercourse and paradise. And like there, you don't want to say, right. That's a real thing. But again, this is, this is the odd thing about it is to me, (coughs) the reality of, of cursing or swearing, whatever you want to call it, being, culturally relative yes is the thing that's so odd to me it's almost like i talked about rudeness like there are some things that are considered rude in our culture that would not be would be perfectly acceptable in others and then 
the opposite of that is true. I mean, there are things that we that Americans do that people think would be completely right. rude, but in our culture, they're just not. Yeah, I was I was reading something about that too. On they were saying here, oh, no, that's that's about how different genders use language. Why did I take a picture of that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also trying not to look at my phone as much. Yeah, over this period of time that we're in, and I'm just trying to get broken on my phone, so I turned everything to grayscale. Nice. That's terrible. <laughs> As a reminder that oh, I'm not supposed awful. to look at my phone. That's awful. And I heard this somewhere that that'll help you. It'll help you not look at your phone as much, and it's true because the, everything looks that's ugly. The, that's the kind of thing you do to somebody when you just want to pull a prank I just on tell people I'm colorblind there when I'm go. looking at it. Um, the perceived strength of an expletive is determined by the intensity of the taboo associated with it. What is seen as taboo differs with different variables, and expletives are subject to inflation. Overuse tends to diminish their effect, and the likeliness to cause offense tends to decrease over time as new words gradually take their place. An example, religious swear words have gone from very strong in the past to mild in our present day. That's something that I wanted to get, get to. Yeah. Religious swear words are considered the lightweight swear words now. Right. Everybody uses, like, God's name in vain when, like, 50 years ago, you would have been considered very, very profane yeah. for doing that. Um, still, most typical forms of swearing in English involve blasphemic utterances, bodily functions, and sex. This can be explained by the fact that it has long been considered taboo to profane religious matters and that sex and excretion have been seen as unmentionable, especially in Western societies. <laughs> Well, and that's there, a, there is a set of standards for what people consider right and wrong, and it's breaking those standards that makes something a swear word. So you can look at what people use as swear words and in turn see what was considered as valuable or important or unmentionable right. in a society. At one point. Because that's the thing. At one point. That's because thing today it's no big deal to right. profane God's name. Well, and, and so it's like But, but even with any swearing. of these things, even with so many of these things that aren't on the airwaves and whatever, there's such common usage. And if you were to ask somebody, well, what's wrong with this swear word or why shouldn't you say this? Right. They'll just say, well, because it's cursing or because it's swear. Like it has become its, its own language. reason. Like there is no longer a... a there's no longer a actual reason. Like, where did it come from? Well, because I'm talking about something like you were saying that that's just not. It's an unmentionable thing. No, it's just. Oh, this is just a curse word. This is yeah. a swear word. So that's why it's bad. It it has become its own motive, and um, and I always think it's interesting when when people quote that that passage in the Bible that talks about not using coarse language or not using obscene language. And I I always think it's so funny. What were you going to say? Basically, bad language or coarse joking. Right, I right. think there's a coarse joking but, thing involved. But I, there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But I always think it's funny because people will completely connect. And I understand it's cultural is what they're talking about, cultural in, in that sense. But, like, <laughs> the words that we use now didn't exist then. <laughs> like, they yeah. didn't. None of them. And, and, and it would have literally meant nothing. And so to say, like, I've heard people, you know, sorry, my fundamentalist friends, but who quoted straight up, that and said, well, and that's talking about this list of words. And it's like, no, those didn't exist. 
Yeah, so, how'd you get a list of words? Yeah, it's... And where was that line? <coughs> yeah. I guarantee if you gave me a list of words, I can compose a sentence that you would be offended by out of another group of words. Yes. Yeah, and... It's, and, and, it's it, whether or not I use it to offend you. Right. Okay, here's, here's one that I wanted to get to at some point tonight. On this list of all the terrible words, the worst word that you are not allowed to say at all, anywhere, at any time, is not on this list. It's not on there. It's not on any of these lists. I've looked at all of them. The big, the big time word, and it's not even a swear word. You cannot say it. And we all said it 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? They bleeped it out of Tommy Boy on cable. Yes, yes, they, they didn't did. bleep all the curse words. They didn't bleep anything else on cable. Yeah. But he's there in the, you know, everything's going by in the car parts factory and one hits him. He turns around and is like, oh, I'm retarded. Yeah, and they bleeped it. Not on here. Yeah, not on there. Which you is can't odd. say it. I can't say it. But nobody can say this it. Is, you cannot this say is, the word. This is one of it's the things. It's not allowed. It's worse than it's worse than this is one any of the, of the things, alphabet soup that, soup that I have in front of me This here. is one of the things that's really interesting to me because I feel like if you go back 50, 60 years, yeah. the language, first of all, when when television and, and movies first started coming out, these things just kind of started to self-censor. They put themselves out there as products, and if people were bothered by what they were seeing or if it was too offensive or too yeah. um, obscene or grotesque, they would censor themselves because they wanted an audience. Capitalism at work, you know? And, and so you had you can go back to a certain point in history, <clears throat> and entertainment was much more in terms of what was commonly uh, ingested by the populace, was much more clean, was much more uh, proper, because that's what society expected. I find it interesting that once there were crusaders, particularly at the time, like religious crusaders, 50, 60, 70 years ago, that were trying to go after language and trying to go after words, that you see government regulations, you see things like the FCC that have been created... And now we're way worse off in terms of what's allowed on the airwaves and what's not oh, yeah. than what would have been if it would have just been left well enough alone. And I think it's interesting because I think we're seeing an odd revival of that in progressivism right now. Because where once you had the religious puritanical, uh, uh, you know, blush if you call it a, the leg of a chair a leg instead of a limb or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah. I've heard that. What? But Oh, goodness, yes. Wait, what are we talking about? won't refer to something like the leg of a table or the leg of a chair because you're talking about a leg, and that can be sensual. And so uh, I'll use a different word to describe it, like a limb or a, a, or limb a, or a, the a post. Table? Of the, yeah. <clears throat> Again, not, not proper, but I've, I've heard of some people who wouldn't didn't want to call it. How do they describe the Washington Monument exactly? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother issue that I'm not going to get into. But... We're seeing a revival of this now where and, and that word is, is perfectly indicative of this. Yes. Is that now retarded has become a swear word. Yeah. In a sense. Because people are offended by it. Yeah. Or they're supposed to be offended by it. Or someone or really loud was offended it. by it. And so therefore now you're not supposed to say that because not that's insensitive or whatever. But I think it's so interesting that 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 the the, the, the kind of people who, you know, fifty or sixty years ago would have been fighting the religious uh, 
organizations that were coming against language and company are now the ones pushing it. It's like there's been a total flip of the coin, and yeah. it's really weird to me. Um, but Having I also progressives find it, regulate language is a is a really fun thing. This is it's, this is interesting. Well, it's horrifying first of all, but <laughs> the things but the things that we're allowing and the things that we're marginalizing, I'm like. Yeah, and what what was awesome is the BBC, the one list that I have here, the BBC put their swear words in ranking order, yes. which was an awesome list. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, like the N-word somehow managed to be fifth on there. Yeah. I, I would have, I'm like, how? what kind of ranking system do you have? Yeah. And they put God's name all of the way at the bottom. All you can say any of this stuff. Uh, you know, it's all, that's all worse than saying God's name. But that's... I, <laughs> I'm, I am. I do find it intriguing, though, that, and this is one of those things that's interesting for me because, like, I I was raised very much the same as you. Like, like, even even like substitutional cursing not allowed. So yeah. no, no gosh, no dang, no, you know, even even I think shoot was kind of allowed sometimes, but that was under extreme circumstances. Yeah, shoot was. I mean, dang it, my grandpa, my <laughs> grandpa used the word sugar all the time when he was frustrated. That was his sugar oh. was his one. Because let's be honest, there's something about that SH sound that just feels good when you're frustrated. Um, <laughs> I contest that there, one of the there best... There are studies that have been done that that profanity has like pain-reducing qualities. I actually have a theory on that, though. Why is that? Is that the adrenaline? But here's my is thing. Is it like trying to here's, gain control? Here's my, yeah, here's my thing. It's, it, every time I've seen it tested, it's tested on people who swear. And who don't have a problem swearing, yeah. but they're censoring themselves, and so they're using part of their mental capacity when they're feeling pain to prevent themselves from saying a word, and so therefore it puts their stress levels up. It does all these things to elevate. Whereas if you put somebody in that position that never swears and that's not part of their common vernacular, I feel like they would not be any more stressed if you just said, "Hey, say anything," because they're just not going to swear. That's not their thing. That's not yeah. something they're going to do. So I feel Interesting. like the, I feel like the testing, uh, the the control on that does not work unless you have people who just don't swear. <clears throat> but like I I I never. My dad told has told me before he swore one time in his life in a gym when he was by himself just to hear what it sounded like, <laughs> and never again. And and it's true. Like That's my dad, awesome. my dad never never did. And 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 so. This was not anything for me growing up, like not something. I, I mean, my parents were like, were always on it with the mute button. You know, when we were watching movies or shows, like they would really? know where the thing was coming and and bleep like, just bleep it out. Use the little mute button and 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 and. So we didn't even hear stuff, you know, yeah. growing up. That's interesting. So so yeah, we we had a very, but again, it wasn't like. Yeah, it was just strange. But yeah, we very much our household that was how it was. But culturally, like I went to a public <laughs> school, so that's where I, right I you heard hear all the of worst in, things in and, high school, yeah. basically. But I had heard a lot of it before. It's amazing. Too. It's amazing it, it what children. From my home. It's amazing what children can say if they have no actual context for what they're saying. They can oh, get yeah. real creative. So that that's something that I I wanted to get into too because when when I was a kid in elementary school, we would say anything that got a reaction. Oh, absolutely. So. And this is one of the problems I have with people kicking middle schoolers out of school for saying something bad. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kill this kid or something like that. Yeah. He doesn't mean he's going to kill that kid. He just knows that it gives the teacher an angry look on right. their face and makes everyone right. fly around in a fury as soon as he says something. <laughs> and that's what he wants. Yeah. You know, you're giving him exactly what he was looking for. 
And then you're going to charge him with something stupid? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I understand we have to have abundance of caution and right, all that. Of course. And there are psychos. And, but, you know, let's do some homework. And these zero tolerance policies are not helping anybody. Yeah, I could I, rant I, on that. Oh, man. I yeah, my, my high school class, we weren't allowed to bring squirt guns into school because, you know, zero tolerance on guns. And I'm yeah. like... It's not a gun. <laughs> it's just not a gun. The mental gymnastics there are crazy. <sighs> anyway, so I, I was just thinking back to elementary school. When, when we were first doodling <clears throat> stuff, one of the first things that we would do was draw caricatures of our teachers and then, like, put bad stuff on them, like either devil horns <laughs> or, like, some swastika or yeah, something like yeah. that. I didn't know what a swastika was. I yeah. just knew it was bad. Yeah. Like... And I wanted to make fun of them or yeah. make them look bad. So you put a swastika on them or, you know, give them red eyes or yeah. whatever. Like, it's all in the same vein for kids. Like, swearing for kids that age or using something that they hear that they don't even know is swearing, but it, it's bad. Yeah. They'll say it just to get the get reaction. The reaction. Exactly. I did that. I did anything that would get a reaction. Yeah. I mean, my son does that now. I mean, he's three and he'll do, he'll make certain sounds or say certain things that he just knows I don't want him to say yeah. or don't want him to do. It, it has nothing to do with any kind of correlation to it actually being bad. He just knows that he's going to get a sideways look from me if he does this thing. And then he'll say, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to say that. How but he has that grin line. like, oh, yeah. yeah but well, yeah. and that's the thing is like <laughs> anything like this when it, when it comes to language policing, when it comes to like <laughs> – Swearing is only bad because somebody says it's bad. Like, there's nothing... If you really get down to it... like It's like Rogan was saying. Like, it's words. It's just a certain sounds that you're making with your face. Like, that's it. And But culture and or... I don't know. Past culture has dictated that these are things that should not be said. Now, I have no problem with that. I, I, I have no problem with, with, with saying, okay, these are offensive things and... And these are things that are culturally, you know, frowned upon and we just don't do them. Like, I get that. But when you start organizing things like the FCC to police this and to, to somehow regulate it, I start getting very prickly about that. Um, and again, I'm not like the big swearer or anything like that. I don't really think it's beneficial. I think that most people who swear a lot don't have the intelligence to find something better to say. And so they use expletives to try to enhance their point as opposed to just putting out a good idea or putting out a good argument. <clears throat> but, I, I was reading something today that even that argument is being debunked in some ways, like as far as it being a measure of low IQ, because the use of profanity itself is very cultural and very like you have to understand who you're talking to. And it's very, it's very, uh, people that use it are often much more socially aware yeah. And knowing like who they can and you hear this on on podcasts like Rogan. Yeah. Around certain people he will use a lot more language and right. around others he won't. And he claims to be exactly the same no matter what he, who he's with. That's not true. That's it's not, not true how of it totally anybody. bears out. Yeah. And it, it's not true of anybody that I've known that swears. Yeah. And I I've, I've had people all the time just because I didn't use language modify their language around me and I didn't have to tell them anything. I just don't join them in it and yeah. they change. It's a social they change cue. their language. It's a social and cue so, that you pick up. So if if you're adept at using swear swear words and all of that, you often spend more time 
being aware of what people are saying and, and who's around you and where your language fits in what is happening. And it's not necessarily a measure of low intelligence, but I would say, I would say that your other point is better in that they don't, it's a poor expression of emotion. Yes. Like they use it to, to invect a feeling or emotion that there are other words that you could use to do practically the same thing or maybe a gesture or yeah. maybe not that gesture. Yeah. But like animation of your body. Right, right. You know, way you're using your face, the, your tone, your inflection, all of that could communicate the same strength. Right. Without... Without, without the cursing. Without the sentence enhancers, as SpongeBob calls them. <laughs> sentence enhancers. Did you ever know that there was a whole episode of SpongeBob where he starts reading words on a dumpster and they use like random uh, like dolphin sounds and different things to bleep out the words he's using? And there's a whole episode where they're swearing throughout the whole thing. Hmm. I've never been able to find clips of it on YouTube or anything because I think it was kind of frowned upon that a children's show did this, but I thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was brilliant. <laughs> and so they're going around swearing up a blue streak because... Patrick tells SpongeBob, those are sentence enhancers, fancy words that make you sound smarter. <laughs> and, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, the whole thing is just a really interesting subject to me. Like, I don't know. And that's the thing too, is there are times when somebody swearing is funny. Okay. And then there are times when it's horrifying. Going back to the movies with the mute button, yeah. where your, your your parents were able to mute them and yeah. they knew where they were and, and all of that. I watched movies for a long time that I would have come away and told you were completely clean. Yeah. And had plenty of swearing. Yeah. I just, for some reason, it doesn't, doesn't lodge yeah. in my head. <laughs> you know, in a war movie, I'm expecting the guy that gets his arm blown off not to just say, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there no. went that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm expecting something else. You well, know, and that's and, even funny, and, too, and because, like. In intense language, I'm, I'm like, okay, if the scene called for it, like, uncalled for language, I would be more likely to remember and be like, yeah, they use a lot of language in that yeah. film. And it just seems out of place. It seems uncalled for. Right. If it's all contextual, well, I'm not going to remember it at all. And that's the funny thing, too, because we just oh, that we was going to be my did you know. What was that? And it was going to tie right in. What was that? Did you know that Blink-182, and I think I said this on the podcast before, Blink-182 got their name from the number... They, the number of F-words in the movie The Godfather. Oh, my goodness. The first one? Or all of them? I think it's the number of F-words in The Godfather is how I read it. Wow. But I don't want to... That's I don't a know. lot. One eight, yeah, it's, that's why they're called Blink-182. Well, we... We this is this is one of those interesting things. At the time, things. it was the high water mark. I think there was something yeah. to beat it. I think Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I think so. That was that was unbelievable. Yeah, like blew him out of the water. Holds a Hollywood (laughs) high mark or Um, something, low mark. But I I think it's interesting though because, um, oh shoot! Now I'm just having so much trouble keeping my train of thought today. It's not even funny. (laughs) Man, I wish we could just somehow play that back where we were, and when I all of a sudden interrupted you, I'll remember it when I'm listening back to the podcast. Now that's the horrible thing. You guys have the advantage. Oh, no, no, no. I remember what I was going to say. Here we go. Um, but it's interesting because we just watched um, Gone Baby Gone. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. It's one of those movies that it was interesting to see once. It was very well done. It was very well acted. I don't think I'd ever want to see it again. It was really heavy and did not resolve well. And it was just kind of, 
you walk away just kind of depressed. You're like, that was a great movie. It was really depressing, but it was great, like in terms of that. <laughs> but there was it was it was in Boston, mm-hmm. like like kind of lower neighborhood Boston. So there were f words everywhere in that, and it was just like like common, like everybody's just throwing it out every other word because that's accurate to what it is there. But it's funny because you then could watch a movie like Saving Private Ryan or you could watch a, a series like um, like uh, uh, Band of Brothers yeah. where there's a lot of that in there. But you're like, yeah, they're in World War II. Yeah. And, you, and, it, and it does it. it. It triggers a different thing in your brain to just see somebody sitting around talking to somebody in a bar and they're just throwing that out all the time versus like, well, yeah, they're in the middle of a battlefield and people are blowing up all around them. Like there's, there's something in your brain that goes – that is, I wouldn't say an appropriate response, but you look at that and you go, I get that. Yeah. But then here you're like, why is this happening? Yeah. Like, what is, The I, Departed I think, was another movie I where it's I think like I that. could have a British comedian <laughs> read all of these, and I, I would think they're all hilarious. Right. Anytime a British person is swearing, I find it hilarious. It is. As soon as the F word comes up in any show, my wife is out. Yeah. Like, she's like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Like, just shuts down and walks away. She's like, I, I can't. For her, like, that's the one. She's out, yeah. you know. And I'm like, yeah, but that was hilarious. And, and <laughs> it probably says something terrible about me. Well, but again, but that's that's just one of those for things. For some reason, like, that, that's the bucket it goes in my brain. But I'm also not really offendable. I once exactly. Had a, I once had a kid at camp swear at me for a solid two hours. And I know it was two hours because it was the amount of time that it took for his mom to get there. And I was sitting there with him. He had been expelled from camp, and he didn't like this fact. And I was the one designated to sit with him because I was his counselor Yeah. while everybody else is playing. And he's sitting outside the office and took the opportunity to creatively insert the big seven words over and over and over again in a repeating manner with different inflections and iterations for two hours. And I, I found it as a feat of creativity be really inspiring and uh, <laughs> the whole situation to be hilarious and no part of me was offended and yeah. I was like I'm not offended at all by this whenever you're done like I'd like to talk to you about you know what went on and yeah. he just keeps going and I'm like that's fine well that's the thing is I like, hope you get it out I've of your never, system like, I've never I've never had somebody stick their head out a window and scream at me in road rage and, and swear at me and think to myself I can't believe they use that language usually I'm like what is wrong with that guy that you're going to get that mad over yeah, that? He's, he's communicated yeah, like, to me that he's really mad. Yeah, you have balance <laughs> issues in your life. Like, and, and so that's the thing is, is, what is it? Like, what is swearing? What is cursing? And what will it be in 50 years from now versus what it is right okay. now? Like, the fact that it's a moving line, it's a moving target. Yeah. And again, there are some where you could say, <clears throat> well, this has always been a thing. Well, like, I was just looking it up. The first usage of of the F word, as we will say, was in 1310 or 1311. Like wow. In the scope that of long ago? But also, it's long time, but in the scope of history, that's not very long ago. Yeah. You know, but I, but I would have th- never guessed that it was like 500 years old. <clears throat> and, and not the term for a bundle of sticks either. Yeah. And it says here that, uh, uh, it was either refers to an inexperienced copulator referring to someone trying to have sex <laughs> or uh, a rather ex- extravagant explanation for a dimwit. Someone's so stupid. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I'd have to show you or say the word and I'm not going to say. Yeah. We what, still need to keep this was. PG. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, it's 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 first usage to denote something as a sexual term was in thirteen ten. So, so it's been around for a really long time, but it didn't it wasn't censored except for just generally by society. Like it wasn't like oh, you know, oh, who would it have been in that era? I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm not even gonna get into that. That'll take my brain too many places. But it wasn't like some monarch came in and said, This thing shall not be written anywhere. <laughs> yes. It Within was just like kingdom. it was like somebody would read it and be like, "Oh, this is just whatever," and would throw it away. They would self self regulate that. Yeah, <clears throat> but now we need all powerful, all knowing Big Brother types to yeah police our words. According to the FCC, which this was very interesting, as far as I can tell from Wikipedia, what kind of started the FCC's obscene and decent and profane broadcast regulation? Yeah, was the George Carlin Seven Dirty Words bit got broadcast on one radio station. I think it was in the Seattle area or somewhere. And they broadcast the bit and it's basically about the words that you can't use on the radio. Which and they thought it was repeatedly. funny. So they put it on the radio and and uh, a guy claimed to have listened to it while riding with his 15-year-old son. Conveniently enough, he was a lawyer, took it all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision basically said that obscene language does not carry First Amendment protection. Which is horrifying. So then people are like, okay, what is obscene language? According to the FCC, obscene content, for content to be ruled obscene, it must meet a three-pronged test established by the Supreme Court. It must appeal to an average person's prurient interest? What is that what, word? I don't know what that word I saw the that. Average I didn't want to read it. Prurient interest. That sounds like a swear word I to Googled me. it because I wasn't sure what it was. I don't know what was. that means, yeah. It's basically like lustful. Huh. So like abundantly lustful interest. Okay. So I'm like, okay, why couldn't we just <laughs> use something like that? But anyway, it must appeal to the average person's prurient interest depict or describe sexual content in a patently offensive way and, not or, like all of this together, and as a whole lack serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. See, and that's just so generic. Like, that's, that leaves a lot open for interpretation because it's based on the hearer more than yeah. anything else. And how do you deal with that? You know, it's interesting, too. Again, talking about this culturally, there's there's a ban. That's, that's obscene content, and it's not a protected under the First Amendment, and it but basically again, bans pornography, as far as I can tell. Right. But yeah. But, but the reason after that, the reason that you hear things bleeped on the radio and on TV, is not because the FCC is going to come in and fine you, although they could, given the right circumstances. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, they haven't done it. For anything that wasn't pornographic. Like radio, they haven't come in and find anybody. Yeah. So it's all because broadcasters didn't want to run afoul of the FCC, so they were self-regulating. So they would bleep whatever they felt they needed to bleep in order to stay on the right side of the FCC. Right. And so for a long time, broadcasters just self-regulated. They would bleep it if they thought it was close or they thought it was obscene or yeah and same thing with broadcast tv right and there there is there is a thing in the statute that between 6 a.m and 10 p.m there's a reasonable risk that children may be in the audience and you're supposed to be aware of that and the fcc is going to 
not allow you to do indecent or profane content during that time. Okay. And nobody's really defined any of this. This is part of the problem. So people are self-regulating, and now most of the media we consume is subscription services, which the FCC does not rate for obscenity at all because they're like, okay, we don't have the power to regulate that even though it's outside of the First Amendment because you signed up for the service. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. Right. And so they've let content creators in cable, satellite, and any subscription service do whatever they want. And so radio and TV has kind of been like, yeah, I'm not sure how closely they're going to regulate us anymore. And so they've just been allowing a lot more on the radio. Like, I thought there would be a list of words that broadcasters don't use, and there isn't. I mean, for the most part, they have, but again, it's, they it's, have George Carlin's Seven Dirty Words posted in the broadcast studio, and that's about it. Like, they, they just know that that's the case that spawned the whole thing, and they don't, we're not going there, so just be aware. Well, and... But that's the thing is, and this is just this is just proving my point always. People self-regulate far better than, better than an agency regulating them. And I know everybody wants to say that's not true. It is true, especially if you're looking in a capitalistic society, because you want the content that you create to be consumed. Yeah, Procter and Gamble is not going to advertise their baby products on your show if you're continually using bad language. Right. You're not hitting their market. Right. They're going to pull their advertising. Right. That's that's part Which of it. Which is a whole different thing than saying, I am offended by this, and therefore I'm going to pull my advertise. Like, it's, we've just gotten this so backwards. Well, as a business, I can say that. Absolutely, I can say, you can. I'm Chick-fil-A. I'm not advertising on anybody that, that curses even mildly, or right. if you take God's name in vain, our stuff is off. Right. You know? And I, and I get that, but it's just, it, using, sense, using that as a punishment now? Yeah. Is weird to me because it's I, I, I don't know where and they I, can strip you and of, I, of I, your license to broadcast. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, what's what even is, crazier is that the FCC or the government claims to own the idea of electronic broadcast by radio and TV. That it's a that government can somehow regulate those radio and TV right. waves. Regulation regulation denotes ownership. Period. Yes, and they claim they or claim to own it. it. Yeah. yeah, they do claim to own right. the right to license you to right. broadcast on their right. waves, and that's why like the creation of FM was so huge, and the takeover of FM spectrum was a total backdoor takeover. And yeah. the guy that invented FM radio basically died penniless, penniless and destitute because he was robbed. Yeah. And it ended up in the hands of the government through a series of <coughs> craziness. Yeah. And that's how they get to regulate this stuff. And somehow they haven't figured the internet out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, that's the thing I love about the internet. Even though it's brought some horrible things, it's really tested the limits of what government is actually able to do and what, what thought they can control and, and regulate. But I ran into my, my home content blockers more than once trying to get this list <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's working. There you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh my oh, goodness. Dear. But yeah, I I don't know. I I always struggle with this one because especially when it gets into like the religious issue, uh specifically as it goes to Christianity because I I remember there were years ago, years ago uh there was a situation where where 
Bono dropped the F bomb on Oh yeah. Like on national TV for something. Yes. And everybody was freaking out. Oh, he claims to be a Christian. He's clearly not. He's clearly not. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm like, there are lots of things I don't agree with socially with Bono. But dude dude does a lot of things that are what Jesus would do. Yeah. Like he just does. And he claims to be a Christian. And he claims to be a Christian. And 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 I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, so you're gonna tell me that somebody's salvation can be questioned by whether or not they used the specific one of the big seven dirty words. Well, furthermore, what would Jesus do when he hears Bono inadvertently dropping a swear word on a broadcast? Immediately, like, call all his friends together and point at Bono and, smite and say, him. and smite him and, and publicly gossip about him? That's yeah. what Jesus would do? Yeah. Good job, people. Yeah. Way to go. But I, I, <laughs> I responded just, just like Jesus. I remember even as a little kid, I didn't understand that. Like, again... Swearing was not a thing in my house. Swearing was just not something that happened or I heard or was exposed to. But like... To be clear, swearing's still not a thing in my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just... just I didn't understand that you would question somebody's Christianity purely based on that, regardless of anything yeah. else that was going on in their life. Now, again, I'm not advocating for, for someone who claims the name of Christ to be just swearing all the time and doing all kinds... Like, I think there is a standard that you should meet. And it's not about what I think or what somebody else thinks. He is the standard. Jesus is the standard. What did he do? What was his life like? I I think (coughs) one of the the things that's been really valuable to me, I I subscribe to John Acuff. He's got a a speaker's list. And he sends out these emails, just tips for people that do public speaking. And he did one on swearing. And he's basically like named a famous comedian and was like, are you him? No, don't swear then. <laughs> He's like, if you're this guy, yes, you're allowed to go ahead, get up in front of everybody, use the profanity you need to to get through your act, and then you're done. But, I mean, he's, he's advising people that are TED Talkers, people that are, you know, before corporations, before right. churches, wherever, and he's like, you have this in your repertoire, and it's got a swear word in it. Do you use it? No, you yeah. don't. Because then immediately becomes about the mild profanity or large profanity that you used and not about anything you were saying. Almost the best one that I ever heard used, and I still think it was bad for him to do it, was Tony Campolo. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember the quote exactly. I was trying to think about why... When he basically got up and said, there's this many people starving in Africa, there's this, you know, going on. And he mentioned some major humanitarian crisis around the world. And he said, the fact that Christians don't care one iota that that is happening in another country is just complete bull. Yeah. And use the, use the word. And then he said, then he paused (laughs) and let it sink in. And then he said, the fact that you care more about what I just said at the end than what I said at the beginning tells you everything that you need to know. Yeah. And basically it was like a mic drop. And I'm like, that was powerful and effective because he invoked the emotion that in the crowd where everybody went, (gasps) yeah. And he's like, you gasped at the wrong part. Right. Right. Really. If we're claiming to be humanitarians, we're claiming to be, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus. We're moving to where the needs are. We're moving where his heart moves. Then 
why is it the only thing that perks our ear up is the fact that he somehow stepped out of line from what we thought would be the norm right. of a Christian speaker. Right. Now, he since then went from there and just went a brand new direction with the whole thing. And I was like, woohoo, okay, let's just rein this thing back in. Yeah. Because it was a departure right. from, from what he was doing before. But that that was probably one of the best usages of it. Yeah. And it's very creative well, and, and well and, and, and that's one of the things that's interesting to me too is swearing and cursing is not something that's explicitly laid out as sin in scripture. Not in yeah. the sense of what it is modern, in the modern sense. In the sense of taking the Lord's name in vain, in, certain, in the sense of profaning God, yes, it was yes. a problem. Yes. And it was spoken to. We're not talking about blasphemy. Right. But here's the interesting thing to me is that what do you get, think it means by taking the Lord's name in vain? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> does it mean just using Jesus Christ or God out of context? No, it does not. <laughs> would, no, it would does somebody not. who says, God told me to tell you that you need to give me $200 be using the Lord's name in vain? Yes. Uh, see, yes. that's my thing. People use the Lord's name in vain all the time saying, God told me that I need to, you know, buy a Ferrari or something. Yeah. God told me that I need to do this. If God didn't explicitly say it, and he may have told you to buy a Ferrari. I don't know. Maybe he wanted you to build a relationship with the guy that's selling the right, Ferrari. Right. You know, that's possible. <laughs> it's possible. But if he didn't actually say it, and you're saying, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. Anybody don't, that gets up there and says, thus saith yeah. the Lord, and the Lord didn't thus saith. Don't say those things near me. Like, go yeah. find your go find your own continent to stand on when you do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, but that's he the thing. He hasn't thrown a lightning bolt in a while. He's due. Yeah, he's due. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, I, and, and I, that's something I've struggled with greatly because, and again, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one of the things I was talking with Jess about this and she's like, okay, somebody says, shame on you. And she's like, no, thanks. Keep your shame. But you, you are not going to put that curse on my life. I've gone long enough trying to get rid of all the shame in my life yeah. and deal with it and put it under the blood of Christ and move on as a courageous Christian and yeah. find my identity in him. Somebody says, shame on me. No, thanks. Keep your curse to yourself. She's like, that is a curse. Somebody saying a bad word to me pronounces no curse upon right. me whatsoever. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. But that also gets my mind triggered to the whole thing of we've gotten so obsessed with the term shame on you that we've forgotten that there are shameful things, especially if you're, if you're a believer. But that's, <laughs> that's a whole true. other, that's a or, whole other or podcast. People, or people that say, you're going to break your neck. I'm not going to break my neck. Thank you very much. You can keep your. Although there are there don't are some. Don't speak that evil over me, Although Ricky I will Bobby. say there are some, there are some <laughs> situations where I'm like, seriously, if you do that thing, you're actually going to break your neck. Don't do that. So, but there's a line. Even there, there's a line. Like where where it goes from being a warning to it's going to be a bad day. Yes. Yes. That's cursing to me. That's yes. pronouncing a curse over the rest of your day. Yeah. Or it's going to be a bad year. Well, good job. You opened yourself up to a lot of stuff just because you chose to say that. There's right. The power of life and death is in the tongue. We can't go around pronouncing death over things 
that is that aren't dead. Right. And then be like, oh well, why did that happen? I'm I'm not saying that we can literally create entire worlds by what we say or don't say. Right. But to me, some of that stuff. So. One other thing that she brought up was uh, so. You look at somebody that did a bad job at something, and you're like, look at that guy. That sucks. He sucks. Whatever. And she's like, then why do you feel so ashamed when you mess up doing that exact same thing later? You pronounce some sort of curse over him. You were like, ah, look at him, such a loser. And then you're doing it, and you're like, ah, I look like such a loser. I'm so terrible because now I'm doing that thing that I, that I you know, he did a bad job, and I was like, oh, he's such a loser. And now I'm doing it, and it's the same thing. It's coming back on my head. It didn't come from anyone else. Yeah. That came from me. Yeah. It's from something that I, I judged someone, and I said, look at them. Don't they look ridiculous? That guy's covered in mud at Walmart. Why is he so covered in mud? And then, you know, I'm trying to get my car out of a ditch, I need to run in to grab a cable or something. And I'm like, I'm covered in mud and I'm in a freaking Lowe's. I look ridiculous right now. You know, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where when you pronounce, pronouncing a curse out of your mouth is something far different than what we think. We think of as cursing as like slang terms used out of context or something. And in the Christian church, we're like, that's fine. But you can walk around and say all kinds of nasty things about all these people and pronounce all kinds of things all right. over people. Once you're again, gonna focusing, get sick. focusing you're gonna on the wrong your thing. Neck. You're gonna you're you're gonna have a bad day. Yeah. But, and it's like, no, no, thank you. You've just been cursing up a whole storm. I don't want any part of that. To me, that's worse than profanity. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. And I think has effect a lot more effect on people's day to day lives than than what we perceive as profanity, as it were. But yeah, it's just, it's just one of those strange things that kind of mystifies me. Again, I have no I have no issue with somebody saying, well, I don't like these things, or like you said with Jess, like she hears a word and it's like, okay, I'm just done. Like, I have yep. no issue with that. And and again, that's personal conviction and different things like that and, and, and you know, the makeup of how you were raised and all kinds of things go into that. It's but one I'm, of the reasons we don't watch a lot of rated R movies, because we know that's right. probably gonna come it's gonna up. gonna be a factor, right. But I just I struggle with the amount of let me give you a perfect example. Okay. So one of the things I hate about Christian movies, and I mean movies that are made and marketed to Christians, uh-huh. yeah. is that they, they soften the edges of everything. Yep. One of the best examples I have ever seen of softening the edges and taking all of the force out of it was that fireproof movie that came out all these years ago. I was so ago. hoping that's where you were going with this because it bothered me too. Every time I watched that, I watched it a couple of times. I, I would watch the interactions that he and his wife had where they're yelling at each other. And I'm like, I believe the emotion, but you're not doing it right. Like, you're not doing what you would actually be doing. Like, you are not a Christian. You are not anything that would keep you from, like, you would be swearing at her if you were just a normal person. Yeah, because in And there were a few moments where I was like, you would have just hit her. Like, yeah, but, but what's because, holding you back in your character in that moment, like given everything that we knew about the situation leading up to it. Right. And then you're in the heat of the moment and I'm like, no, this is not how a normal person is responding in this situation. Right. right. And I'm like, and, and it, it does a disservice to me because I look at that and I think to myself, well, what have you been saved from? Yeah. What have you been saved from being 
overly angry. Yeah. And, and so again, not that I'm saying running that, out of a room. Right. I'm not that not that I'm saying that that swearing denotes not being a Christian, but but it, it bothers me. It's like there's they're they're trying to walk that line between family friendly and again it it does. I, I every time I do, I'm like, this is disingenuous to me. Yeah. Like be what you're gonna be, say what would actually be said and show show me your redemption story. Show me how you go from here to here. Show me that. Don't don't try to whitewash everything so that it can stay in a neat little package and you can go play this movie on the screens in your church on a Sunday afternoon. Like well, you've got to show me hard reality. And I think that's why I think that's why Christian movies stink most of the time. And they really are. Because you can't show the hard reality that a lot of people were saved from or the real life transformation unless you can show the before. And I I think that's where like um, Tyler Perry movies are really good in that regard because he can get away with it. Yeah. And he does a very good job of showing people in really rough situations and undergoing life change. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I appreciate that. A yeah. lot in his movies. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really well, and good. I, and I thought it was so funny, too. Like, when The Passion of the Christ came out, one of the biggest things that I heard so many people, oh, it was just so violent. It's like, yeah, it was a, it was an execution. What did you think it was going to be? Like, yeah. that's what it was like, supposed to depict. Surely it wasn't that violent. <laughs> I'm like, you have read The Case for Christ, right? Right. Like, it was probably worse. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so it is just this, this. And I think this is where I kind of start to get irritated with the, the level the level of importance that we put on this group of words, these sounds that you can put together is that we judge so much by this. And I mean, for crying out loud, somebody could be walking with Jesus doing incredible things. And if they said a word that we deemed one of the curse words or one of the big ones on there, we would discount everything in their life. Every bit of fruit that we see in their life, every way that they reflect Jesus, every bit of, what it means to be a Christian they would be doing just because they do or say one of these things. Yeah. Now, again, one of, one of the best, one of the most inspirational pastors I've listened to, I won't, you know, necessarily use his name, but he had come to our, a church that I had attended and he was talking about how he came to Christ in his room, reading the Bible and you know, he was, he was smoking marijuana. He's a regular marijuana yeah. user. He kept smoking it. And he's like, and I read my Bible straight for like two, two months. He's like, every night, come home, smoke marijuana, read my Bible. Yeah. And he's like, then I got to something about your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and da, 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 And he's going through and he's like, oh, well, this is probably not good for me. And I don't see anywhere in here that I should probably treat God's temple that way. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to stop doing that, you know, just in order to honor God. And he's like, was I a Christian this entire time? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was. I, my faith and trust was in Jesus. Had he come back in that moment, I would have went straight to heaven. Yeah. Had I died, I'd have been, I'd have been in glory. Was I completely, you know, cleaned up yet? He's like, no, you don't come to Jesus cleaned up. Right. You come to Jesus as you are. Right. It's part of the process of being redeemed he's or realizing work these your redemption. Out of you. And so, you know, if somebody claims to be a Christian and uses that kind of language, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe Jesus hasn't got to that part yet. Right. Like, I I would have grace and understanding for it. Now, if they're flaunting it publicly 
and they're claiming to hold a position of authority, I think that's a little bit different. Like yeah. you can say, oh, maybe I don't want that guy in authority over me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good calculation to make. It might reveal something about his character right. or something like that. But if they hold no position of authority over you, they're not right. leading and do, you. Or, and I do you think know. it is indicative to some degree of self-control, sure. which we are mandated to have. Yeah. But again, it's just <laughs> but self-control is not something that you work up from within you. If you read the Bible, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Right. It doesn't come from us. Right. It, it comes from Him, and it comes in different measures as yep. we get as we progress further. Hopefully, we grow in all the fruits of the Spirit. Right. And I see more and more and more of them. I probably don't have very many of all of them right away. You know what I mean? You know, it's not like all of it's evident right away. Right. Again, it's like it's like getting mad. At a newborn because they can't walk and talk yet. That's right. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, but we do it all the time in yeah. the church. We do it all the time. And again, I love the church. I love... I. He's I'm, like, well, he's a newborn Christian, but he fell down again. Yeah. Pretty sure, you know, yeah. that's not working out. Yeah, let's just put him outside. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, it is working out. He's, yeah. That's what he's learning to do. Yeah. Like, but again, for me... Again, there's the there's the two sides of this coin because to me there's the censorship censorship issue, but there's then there's also there's a political libertarian liberty issue here. Yes, that we would be. For me, it's like smoking. I did not vote against. I did not vote against smokers in Ohio being allowed to smoke in right. restaurants and all that when that right. was up for. I voted no on vote. that. I said no, no, because it's a it's a legal practice. And it's in a legal establishment, a private establishment. You're, you're, you're telling people that are practicing something legally and privately that they're not allowed to do it. No, that's ridiculous. Right. The government should not be involved here. I voted no. And I love I not ever, smelling cigarette smoke everywhere. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the results of all of it. That's great. Personally, I love it. On a political, like, on a political liberty side, absolutely not. I would vote to I, throw I it out. It. I would vote to throw it out tomorrow yes. if I had the option. But, you know, in my practice every day, morally, all I of that. I love not having to eat in a restaurant near a smoking Absolutely. section. So for love me, it. swearing is the same way. Like I would, I would probably fight for your right to do it and to, you know, carry on as you would in your life and blah, yeah. blah, blah, politically and, and in regard to government, do I want the long arm of the law to be used to regulate sounds that your face makes? No, that yeah. seems like a really bad idea. It's the same, uh, that that would be the same as the government regulating all the parts of your body and what you do with them, you know, privately, legally, you know, and yeah. you're not harming other people. It's just like you made somebody feel bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where exactly was the crime committed? You know, and it's, and that whole side of liberty for me is one thing. My moral life, my everyday life, and I'm like, how I live and move around, I'm glad not to have it. I'm, I'm glad to not use it. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I can survive. Right. I'm no less of a person because I don't use it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it is, it's just a strange thing. It's, and, and the fact that there will come a time when none of the words that we deem as bad will be seen as bad anymore, probably. Well, we've already seen that. I mean, on the BBC list, I'm sure if you had that, you know, at the turn of the century before, uh, the name of Jesus and the name of God wouldn't be bottom and forth from the bottom on this list. Right. You know, and the word hell isn't even on there. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's, 
it is just a weird thing. It is just a weird thing. And I, I never have really known what to make of it. Um, and again, I, it's funny that you mentioned the Rogan thing with sounds. Like it's just sounds coming out of your face. Cause I remember, I remember clearly to this day, the first time I ever swore, <laughs> but I did it on accident and didn't know what it was. We were in some store with my mom and there was a character in Ninja Turtles at the time whose name was Ace Duck. Okay. And I had one of them. I had this little, he was this, he wore like a leather bomber jacket and a, and a pilot's cap and he was a duck. Okay. And, uh, and had these little wings that you put on. And I was just rhyming random letters, you know, with Ace Duck. And I said, Ace Duck and then face that one. And it was just sounds. I was just making random sounds. And I remember my mom looked at me and said, oh, honey, don't say that. She's like, I know you don't know what that means, but don't say that. I was like, okay. And that was it. Like, I didn't get in trouble. It wasn't like I got my mouth washed out with soap. It was just, yeah, don't say that. That's that's not something we say. I was like, okay. And I didn't even know what she was talking about. I was like, face? We say face all the time. What are we talking about? But but I remember that. Like, clear as bell. Clear as a bell. I can still remember that. Oh, gosh. Whoa. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> so that's what happens when we forget to name. Are we live? Yeah, we're back. We're back live. I, oh, I just hit the I hit the space bar again. So what just happened has only happened to us once before, but we were going at it here, and I had left the uh, intro unmuted because we listened to the intro as we go through. Because I don't know, it's just kind of like yeah. hype music at the beginning. It feels Nate good. Nate always going dances in. a little bit yeah, through the intro yeah, music, yeah. and. Sheldon moves a little no, I don't. somewhat Try not to. every once in a while. He head bobs. <laughs> but, um, and it just started the outro and just scared the crap out of both of us because we were very focused we on what we were talking about. We usually turn it about. down so it's not so loud in our, <coughs> hel- or in our headphones yeah. and all of a sudden it's just like... You guys don't care about any of this, but you're going to want to know why we just had like random jolts and then we cut the sound off for a second. <laughs> it's because we... Nate actually cut the recording Yeah, I hit the space out. bar because I freaked out a little bit. So... <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? The first time you swore is what we were talking about. So I do. I I, like, okay, so the the P word for like a cat, that that one I didn't realize was bad in certain contexts. Like, so you would you would say that for a cat, you know, and like I thought like I'd read children's books with it and I didn't even realize that it was bad in any way. And I use that term around probably into middle school without yeah. having any idea why some people would give you odd looks when you yeah. used it wrong or like out of context. And I'm like, Oh, that gets a reaction. So I would use it from right. time to time and just like introduced it into my language. Usually not around my parents. Cause I realized people thought maybe right. it was bad. Right. But then I'm like, Oh, when you call someone that they've it's, Oh, got it. Like, <laughs> Once, once that dawned on me, I'm like, man, I've been like really using language in the wrong way, you know? And for me, that was a lot of it is just cause I don't know. It makes me think of how I want to expose my own kids to swearing. <laughs> that is a very funny sentence. I like it. But it, parenting <laughs> is all about how you expose your kids to things that it's controlled exposure. Wrong. It's like, Okay. Let's talk about it. And and I, I have talked about it with Rylan a little bit because we'll watch a show 
Oh, the Grand Tour that I was talking about. It's British. They're talking, but they, they talk British terms. I so wanted to so just say... So I so wanted you to say they talk funny. Well, they talk the funny accent. and you're like, are the kids hearing everything? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, they are. Yeah. I need to have a conversation about some of the words that have come up. And I, I was pretty good on the fast forward button, but not great. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's just have a conversation. So I would be like, okay, have you heard like this word at school? And it was something that I know has already been on the show. Yeah. And so I'm like, have you heard that? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you know it's bad? Yeah, I know that's bad. And he's like, because he knows who uses it at school. So it's like, okay. Well, I just want to tell you a little bit about why it's bad and why we don't really say it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, you have a sister, you have a mom. And if anybody used them, those, that kind of language towards them, that'd be a reason to fight them. Like you, you don't want to give people a reason to fight you and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Like it's, it's not good to say, and it's disrespectful and it's considered rude. And so we don't go around being rude and disrespectful. It's not how men in our house act. Right. And, and just talking through some of that stuff. So like exposing them to it, I've already started some of that with language, but it's like, how much do I do before I take him to an NFL game? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I heard I heard more <laughs> swearing than ever at baseball games, and like oh, yeah. you have a guy who'd get a few beers in him, and all of a sudden, yeah, you're hearing things that again, creative usage. Of course, we'll give props for that, yeah. but yeah, I, I I heard a lot of that stuff then in sports. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> again, this is just one of those things I feel like we could rabbit trail on forever because there's just so many aspects of it. But swearing is a weird thing. It's just weird. It's just an anomaly. That we have, we have deemed certain words in the language to be. I still feel like uncouth. I'd be bad enough at it that I don't want to take it up, because I would probably not be real great at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be feeling awkward, so it would make anybody else feel awkward. Yeah. If I started it up. I have problems when I get really mad with those being at the top of my list sometimes. Yeah. When when you get really mad or when you stub your toe, you're like, you know, there there are certain things that are at the top of the list that I wish were a little further down. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Yeah. Oh, man. I've always found Bob Saget is a great curse word. Bob Saget. Yeah. If you get mm. angry or you stub your toe or something... Next time, just throw out a good Bob Saget. It's got all of the, it's got all of the harsh things that work, like that hard the the G's that are in there and the S, and I don't know. There's something about that hmm. Bob Saget's name, which is hilarious because he's one of the most foul-mouthed people that exists on the planet. And did a ton of family shows. Did a ton of family shows, but he was a <laughs> two two of those guys and were extremely foul he does comedians. The voiceover for How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, totally random. But anyway, <laughs> I knew this was going to be a random episode, and, and here we are. Here we are. And here the bumper are. music was good for us because it's going to yeah. shut us up. Scared the crap out of both of us, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of entertained. want to go back and listen to that. But anyway, uh, do we? is there an action step there for this? There is an action step. Um, and so, and I've been doing this lately. People tell me that, hey, I listen to the show. You know, I listen to the things we say. And I've started saying, really? What episode? Yes. Because... 
there's enough episodes out now, and I talked about it last week. Have an episode that you like in your back pocket that yeah. you can recommend to people who haven't heard it. But if you are talking to somebody that's already listened to the show, and they're like, hey, I've started listening to the show. Or when you go out and you, and you tell somebody, hey, I've been listening to the show, you know, mention an episode. Or ask them, you know, which episode because... Or send them an episode if, they're, if you're pitching because, something to them. Because our show is such a grab bag. So it could random. be that they ran across something fairly religious, so you're having one conversation like the Peace on Earth, or it could be Fear Culture where we stepped on their toes in their horror movies, or it could be like uh, Marriage and Living with Women, or it yeah. could be, you know, where we almost said some really bad words. You know, it could be in any number of things. So you don't know what you're walking into when yeah. they say, hey, I listened to the show. They could have listened once and have one idea of yeah. what we are. Yeah. But do play, some, play our diversity. Yeah. yeah. Play to our diversity here. And, and just say, hey, say. you know, which episode was it? Yes, yes. So. All right. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and call this a wrap. I don't know that we have accomplished anything in this conversation tonight. Not at all. But I think that's okay. I feel good. I feel cleansed <laughs> for having had this conversation. So uh, we'll see you guys next week and uh, hope to see you then. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.